Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel, the Phoenix Sun Show. Hey, Suns fans. Thanks for coming in and listening here. This is Dave King on your regular midweek edition of the Sun Solar Panel. I've been blessed with uh, four straight interviews and midweeks with insiders, NBA insiders, on who the Suns might trade for, how the Suns might uh, handle the trade deadline. And they've all heard basically nothing from the Suns, nothing specific from the Suns. The closest we get is this week even. Uh, We've got Jake Fisher with... All he can find is that there are people in the league who think Eric Gordon might be a good addition for the Phoenix Suns. Well, duh. Uh, So the Suns are staying very quiet. James Jones is staying very quiet on the interview front. He does his weekly radio show with the um, the radio guys, uh, 98.7 uh, Gambo and uh, Dave Burns, Burns and Gambo. And he said that they're not looking to make any changes. They're looking for internal development. Well, that's just wonderful. That really is. That's great. The Suns are the best team in the NBA. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but they are the first team in NBA history to go 8-0 on the road in two different months in the same season, 8-0 or better on the road in two different months in the same season. And that led to Monty Williams getting coach of the month for the second time in three months this season. And the Suns are 41-9. and They're riding an 11-game win streak. They had a previous 18-game franchise record win streak. So why would they make change? Well, you want to make change just to hedge your bets a little bit. Last year, they acquired Torrey Craig prior to the deadline for cash because he was on a minimum contract and they had an open roster spot. The Suns do not have an open roster spot this year, so they can't just acquire a player for cash. It would have to be some kind of trade. The guys on the trade market that the Suns are reportedly using in shopping discussions are Jalen Smith and Dario Saric, and there's a handful of guys that would fit perfectly in that in that mold, um, we recently talked about as someone as expensive as a Harrison Barnes and someone as inexpensive as, drumroll please, Tory Craig again, who gets about the same money that Jalen Smith gets uh, this year. And uh, Tory Craig is is non-guaranteed. The, the name that keeps going around and around in the rumor mill that I don't quite understand, and what's funny is they'll probably end up acquiring this guy, but what I don't quite understand is the whole talk about Eric Gordon to the Suns. Eric Gordon to the Suns sounds great, fits great on paper, um, would fit in, in the uh, Suns lineup very, very well. But he's too, way too expensive. I mean, and when I talk expensive, I'm not talking about old man yells at cloud expensive. I talk about not this year, not next year. But if the Suns actually win a championship with Eric Gordon on the roster, his 23-24 salary is guaranteed at over $20 million a year. That's the year that Cam Johnson's extension would kick in. That's the year that uh, Mikkel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton's extensions, assuming everybody stays, um, would be in their second year and be on their 8% increase in year two. That, and if you want to keep Devin Booker, and if you want a great point guard that is similar in, in, in value to Chris Paul, who's also making $20, $30 million a year, you're suddenly you're out of money. And do you really want to pay a 36-year-old Eric Gordon $20 million to come off the bench for your team? And he's, he, I mean, look, the guy's making 43% of his, his threes this year. That's wonderful. He's doing it with no pressure on one of the league's worst teams in Houston. 
when he has played under pressure, he played in the playoffs. He was, I mean, I don't want to throw this as his entire blanket of, uh, of history, but when Chris Paul had pulled his hamstring, when the Rockets had a chance to make the finals over, over Golden State in 2018, and uh, but Chris Paul pulled his hamstring, couldn't play game six or seven, which the Rockets lost with James Harden and Eric Gordon and all that in the lineup. He was one of those that missed 27 straight threes in game seven that, that helped them lose by a, a mere seven points. Um, so that I, I don't know. And Eric Gordon also has 31 and 32% three-point shooting seasons the two years prior to this one. I'm not sure Eric Gordon's the best acquisition. You know, we've talked about Kenrich Williams. I think he would be absolutely perfect as a as a work hard guy coming uh, off the bench in in a wing role that can back up Jay Crowder. Tory Craig again would be great, someone like that. We'll see what happens with the Suns of the trade deadline the next week, but James Jones is pretty adamant that he doesn't need to make a trade, which just means you're angling to pay less for someone when you make that trade. So we'll see what happens there. I want to congratulate Monty on getting a second coach of the month award and the Suns on, on starting their, uh, their next road streak here, hopefully in February, and maybe they'll go undefeated again, but they're already the first team in NBA history to go eight, no, in two different um, months on the road. So anyway, Thank you for listening. Now, now what I want you to do is I want you to stay right after this ad. I'm going to play for you an interview with a radio show called Basketball Central, where we talked about the Phoenix Suns. We talked about this um, report, this article that John Hollinger wrote about how the Suns will be one of the most unique teams in NBA history to win a title if they do. And uh, a lot of other things about the Suns. So stay tuned. Uh, stay behind this message. It's only about a minute long, this message. And then you can hear that radio episode. Hey, let's take just a quick second to talk about our friends at DraftKings. The NFL players are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team winning their game. Bet just $5, and you win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes, also with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. you got to be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or PA. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining us right now on Basketball Central for the first time. This now makes him a friend of the show. He follows the Phoenix Suns for SB Nation, bright side of the sun. He is Dave King, and he joins us now. Dave, thanks so much for doing this. How are you on this Wednesday? Hey, I'm doing great. My The team I've been covering all the way through the dark years has has become the best team in the NBA, so life can't be better. Yeah, life is pretty good right now in the Valley, I would imagine, Dave. Now, you know, I, I will admit right before we jumped on this call, I was I was reading uh, John Hollinger did a piece on the Suns for the Athletic. It ran yesterday. I want to start with this and then we'll get into the other stuff. Uh, he's Hollinger in this piece is implying that, yeah, the Suns could win the championship, but we would have to file them under you know, a collective like the 2004 Detroit Pistons. I'm not sure I agree with that. I was just curious as to where you stand on that. 
Yeah, that's quite interesting. Uh, he made a really good case. I read the same article and, and props to John Hollinger for getting into all that stuff. Um, even though he once called Goran Dragic the, the worst player in the entire NBA and called him Goran tra- Tragic. Um, so, but you know, everybody can be wrong sometimes. Uh, no, I actually, um, I love John. He's, he's got great analysis and he's right. The Suns would be the only thing that's special, different about the Suns uh, versus any other title contenders is that the truly what he pointed out is that those title contenders, you can count on, on less than two hands how many uh, players are really represented in the, in the championships in the last 30 years. So it's, it's pretty wild how few players and they're all top five in the NBA as of that date. And they're all top 10, all, all time. The Suns don't have that as much as you love Devin Booker and Chris Paul, as much as I love them, they're not top 10 all time and they're not top five in the NBA today. So that's what makes them an ensemble. However, I think there are a lot, more uh and and i i'm sure pistons fans would disagree with me but i think they're a lot more talented and they're earlier in their careers than the pistons were and so we may look back on this as the beginning of a dynasty where somebody does become one of those um handful of guys who who uh led a team to a championship well and the thing is too dave like i'm trying to think of teams that lost in the finals the year before and came back the next year and and look like juggernauts in the regular season, at least. Two of them jumped to mind to me. One is the the 9 Lakers, who won 65 games the following year, and then the 2012 Heat, who had kind of figured out who they were by that point. Um, are you surprised at all by any of this? It seems like we expected Phoenix to be better, and they are. Have you been surprised at all by any of it? Uh, having watched them every single day and watching that transformation of this team from worst in the NBA to best in the NBA in two years, last year, I was surprised. This year, I'm not. This year, this is what, what, what we all expected. Like, of course, you do it with your fingers crossed, right? But you all ex- you, you expected this team to get even better another year in the system together because the because James Jones brought them all back um uh, all the right guys back and he turned over the ones who didn't really contribute last year he added depth to center where that where was the only uh soft spot for the Suns last year was was depth at center after DeAndre Aiden they had nobody who could even hope to put any uh resistance up against Giannis Giannis made 75 or 80 percent of his shots against guys not named DeAndre Aiden last year so the Suns now have a little bit more depth at least size at least length um, so I did expect this and I was surprised when the preseason predictions were that the Suns wouldn't win any more games despite playing a, te- uh, a schedule that's 10 games deeper, right? They're playing 82 instead of 72 this year. Mm-hmm. Vegas had them winning the same number of games and that, that surprised me. So we've seen two lengthy win streaks from the Suns this season, Dave, the latest a win over the Nets in Phoenix. It's at 11 now. Um, given the injuries and the COVID roster shuffling, does this current 11-game ride look more impressive than the 18-game run the team went on at the beginning of the year? You know, what's inter- Yeah, what's interesting about this is that the Suns did not have most of their starting li- or uh, all of their starting lineup together for most of this streak. They missed, uh, they've missed DeAndre Aiden for seven of the games, Jay Crowder for five of the games, and, and them doing that, and they've had a, an injury list of their own that was about seven players deep this whole time. 
that's what's impressive. Uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker just decided to put the team on their backs. Like the, the in the 18 game streak, it was very um, egalitarian. You never knew who was going to be the leading scorer on a night. Devin Booker was averaging fewer points than he had since his second year. Uh, Chris Paul was averaging fewer points than he had in five years. And the rest of the team was doing the, the scoring. And that's what made the Suns dangerous during that 18 game streak. This 10 game streak, Chris Paul and Devin Booker have really had to put the team on their backs because so many guys around them have been injured. So it is a little bit more impressive. Um, and so, and this 11 game streak, who knows how much further it's going to go. Cause now the starting lineup is back in place and uh, they've, they've got a fairly uh, winnable schedule going forward. You know, one of the things uh, everyone says that the Suns have an easy schedule, but so do the Warriors. So do all the other teams, you're supposed to have an easier schedule whenever you're, you're favored to beat everyone that you're facing, right? It's like the worst yeah. team in the, in the league has the <laughs> toughest schedule because they're not supposed to beat anyone. We're used to that on the other end until the last couple of years. He is Dave King of SB Nation, brighter side of the sun, talking Phoenix Suns who are rolling once again. Uh, Dave, at the start of the year, the Suns didn't re-up with DeAndre Ayton and then the Robert Sarver allegations and investigation came out, but this team has found a way to block all that out, whether the criticism is deserved or not. Do you think this has taken a mental toll on Monty Williams and Chris Paul? Is it a testament to those two that this ship has managed to, you know, stay upright and stay sailing? You know, I think they've completely blocked it out. I think uh, Monty Williams has gone through enough uh, life issues uh, on his own with losing right. his wife several years ago and um, having to come back from that and find the love of the game again and the love of being at work. And I just think they're able to block it out. Chris Paul went through this very similar but much worse situation with Donald Sterling uh, uh, several years ago with the Clippers. So they're both veterans of this of. of Oh my gosh, there's a big distraction over here. And now they've learned that why don't we just focus on the basketball court and we'll, everything else will take care of itself. And through their lead, no one's been distracted. I mean, really, they, they were on a four game streak when the Sarver news broke um, that there was just a, you know, the report went up on the, on the, on the internet. Um, they stretched that to an 18 game lead. They never, they never broke stride. So the team is waiting for the outcome of the investigation, but they're not letting that impact what's on the court. How do you see the situation playing out with Aiton and the Suns once we hit the summertime? Because they are not a tax team at the moment, but you know, come, you know, the Aiton contract and a couple other things, I'm sure they're going to be right there. And we know that Robert Sarver doesn't like dealing with any of that. So how, how do you see it uh, playing out with DeAndre? Because I'd imagine, Dave, that the Suns do want to keep this guy. They just wanted to be a little more prudent about it, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I wish I keep wishing I knew exactly what they're thinking about DeAndre Aiden. On one hand, uh, he's the guy who actually helped get them to the finals this past year. You don't get to the the Portland Trailblazers proved for about six years in a row that you can't get to the finals with just an all-star backcourt or all-star caliber backcourt. You've got to have that difference maker on the on the back line at center who can defend anybody and be in anything. They can play any lineups with DeAndre Aiden in them. Um, so they really need him to win in the in the finals. And yet by by not even engaging in conversation about the Supermax, because that's what uh, Aiton's camp reportedly wanted the 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 up to 30 percent if he makes all NBA. I think what the what the sun said is, why are we bidding against ourselves? Why don't we wait until the summer? He's a restricted free agent and see if anybody is going to offer him that. And or if he makes all NBA to, to know if even 30 percent of the cap 
is in play because what the the issue is the Suns have a lot of people to pay coming up, right? They want to be able to keep Cam Johnson, who's actually developed this year the way we all hoped he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikel Bridges, they've got they want to keep him. They want to have a roughly thirty million dollar a year point guard going forward in the future. Even after Chris Paul retires, they want to keep Devin Booker. To keep all those guys together, you can't overpay for any of them. Mikel Bridges took a bit of a discount. Cam Johnson will maybe take a bit of a discount. We'll see. Uh, but certainly um, everybody's taking, even Chris Paul took a bit of a discount to stay. And I, I think they're just hoping they can get uh, DeAndre Aiden on that kind of discount too. But at the same time, if he doesn't come on a discount, I wonder if the Suns will just say, you know what, let's shore up other parts and see what happens. I just hope they don't because I know DeAndre Aiden is one of the few guys in the league who can be that perfect center in this system. Well, you mentioned earlier the the center depth that James Jones has done a great job to go out and, and shore up. I'm sure we'll see a lot of JaVale in the playoffs. Maybe we'll see some biz late in the season as well. But I wanted to ask you about uh, Jalen Smith. Dave, he's a former lottery pick. He only played one minute last night, scored 10 points in 16 minutes against the Wolves the other night, though. Do you see the Suns moving on from this kid, or do they trust him enough to be a contributor uh, to this roster? That's also a very, very good question. What they did by not grant giving him his third year option worth 4.7 million, which doesn't sound like a lot, but the guy hardly played and he didn't show like he could show like he could play. Uh, so why commit 4.7 million in a year? You're worried about money that we just talked about by paying all these guys. Um, so what they did is they guaranteed that there's no way um, the Suns or a team they trade him to can offer more than that. Uh, the question is, would he get more than that in free agency, given not many teams have um, uh, a ton of cap space and the teams that do will have one salary cap exception to be able to spend more than more than four point seven million. Would they spend that one salary cap expe- uh, exception on Jalen Smith? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, uh, on, on one one day, I'll think, yeah, absolutely. He's going to get big money. And another day I'll be like, why? Why would he? So I I think the Suns again, rolled the dice. They rolled the dice on Jalen Smith. They're rolling the dice on Deandre Aiden. I think there's a better than 50, 50 chance that we have Deandre Aiden backed up by Jalen Smith next year as the center rotation, because he plays much better at center. And uh, if he can, if he can stay on the floor in a small ball lineup, uh, then he, he makes himself a lot more valuable. So we'll see. I think there's a pretty good chance. A few more here with Dave King with SB Nation at Basketball Central, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. Uh, Dave, Jay Crowder's been banged up a little bit. Uh, we know they have Bridges. There's Cam Johnson, who we like, and Landry Shamit as well. But uh, you've outlined at SB Nation that they could use one more depth wing. Is there someone out there to provide that in another city, or is it a situation that might be best handled internally with what they have already and i know we'll get to Eric gordon in a sec because that's 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 my next thing but in terms of that extra extra wing where do they go for that well my preference is to get the extra wing and and and, and hope a team will either take an injured dario Saric who will be healthy again next year and under a, a manageable contract or that um someone takes jalen smith in his four point you know five million mm-hmm. um there's a lot of guys out there who would fit perfectly in this wing rotation just like tory craig did a year ago 
uh, when he was acquired for cash, because you can do that if a guy's making minimum salary and they had an open roster spot, Torrey Craig played 15 minutes a game in the playoffs and he was great as a small ball uh, power forward. So that kind of guy, there's a half a dozen of them out there. There's Kenrich Williams. If Oklahoma city is looking to deal, there's Torrey Craig himself who took a five year, five million a year, two-year contract with Indiana with the second year non-guaranteed. So there's a perfect swap. Uh, there's Justin holiday for the same team. There's, there's several guys around there. There's uh, Robert Covington. If you want to spend a little bit more money and, and put Dario together with Jalen Smith, there's several guys out there who could fit that forward rotation. And I think that's what they really need. Uh, Jalen uh, Jay Crowder said the other day, he, he wishes he didn't have to come back quite yet from his wrist injury because it's a lingering thing that he's, he wished he could have time to heal, but too many guys were getting hurt. So we just decided to come back. Sure. would be nice if he had uh, a chance to take a breather. If somebody, if the sun's picked up a good wing. Well, and, and that kind of brings us to the Eric Gordon thing too, because that's, up there as well on the SB Nation right now, brighter side of the sun. I mean, first of all, Dave, what would a reasonable trade package for someone like Gordon look like? And also, this is kind of a two-parter. If they bring in Eric Gordon, would that kind of be like the the uh, you know you know the the excess in riches trade? I mean, wouldn't they be better off bringing in like a more dirty work type of guy in the perimeter than say an Eric Gordon who would need the ball a little bit more to be successful? Look, I think for this year, for the next three to five months, Eric Gordon would be absolutely perfect in this rotation. He would allow the Suns to, um, he, he can be a point guard-ish guy, you know, uh, a, a shot creator. He might be a little bit more reliable than campaign's been this year. He's a better shooter than Landry Shamit this year, although in past years he was a worse shooter. Um, so he's, he's got a lot of value as a veteran this year. Absolutely. His big problem is that he's got a guaranteed contract next year for about 20 million. And the year after that, for about 20 million, if the team he's on wins a championship and the Suns want to win a championship. Mm -hmm. So if they go ahead and they acquire him in order to win the championship, he's going to be under contract for two more years in his mid thirties at 20 million a year. That's where it becomes untenable for me, where I don't really like it. Um, but uh, to acquire him this year, you could just do Dario and Jalen and a future first round pick, which also I'm not a big fan of giving a future future first for, for a mid thirties guy. Who's not Chris Paul. Um, and uh, that, that could happen though. You could do it. Or what I would prefer is you go Dario and Landry Shamit. So at least you're giving up the Shamit money that's on the books two years from now and replacing, uh, you know, cutting down half of the extra money Gordon requires, but still that's the problem is anything beyond this year. Gordon is real negative on his contract. I'll let you out on this one, Dave, uh, provided that everybody on both sides is healthy. That means the Suns are all ready to go. And that means Draymond green is back. And that means clay is at full strength, seven game series, Phoenix, golden state. Uh, where are you leaning right now with those two teams? Well, you're talking to a Suns fan, man. Um, <laughs> I'm aware anyway, of that. No. <laughs> um, look, I'm a big fan of health. I know that's a silly uh, phrase, but it's true. Like, there's a lot of fans out there who go, "Gosh, I'd much rather my team uh, face injured teams." I, I don't. I want. I I want to see a totally healthy Golden State team. Here's the thing: this Suns team is so good at closing out and so good at knowing what they do. That um, and then Golden State, sure, yes, absolutely, they made five straight finals with that core, but they only they had they needed a Kevin Durant to help keep that core going, and they're three years older now. Uh -huh. I don't know that they're going to be as effective or as good, and the, certainly the the surrounding cast is not as good as it was when they were in their heyday either. So you can't assume. 
that it's 2019 Warriors that you'd be facing in this year's Western Conference Finals. If it's the 2019 Warriors with Kevin Durantish, suddenly uh, uh, somebody on their team becomes that kind of deliverer, like hey, all, all-star starter Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> if he suddenly plays like Kevin Durant, then the Warriors could win. But I think the my money and everyone's money should be on Phoenix to close that series out uh, because the Phoenix has a, a really, really great team and knows how to close out games. Excellent stuff, Dave. Thanks so much for doing this. We'll do it again soon. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Before you go, I just need another minute to talk about something very important to me. Being at a basketball game is such a rush. Screaming at the top of your lungs, urging the Suns to make that last basket or block that last shot, turning to the person next to you, high-fiving folks, lamenting the play that might have gone bad, cheering on the plays that went well. We in Bright Side of the Sun and Solar Panel Podcast are proud to give that game experience to new fans every year. We call it Bright Side Night. We donate game tickets to targeted groups around the Valley who've never had a live game experience. Over the past five years, you and I have sent 10,000 underprivileged kids to their first Suns game, thanks to our small donations. And this year, after a two-year break due to the worldwide pandemic, we're giving these tickets to healthcare heroes and first responders, those who put their lives on the line for us. Let's thank them with tickets to the February 16th Suns-Rockets game. All it costs is $11 out of your pocket each ticket. Go to suns.com slash brightside to donate. What's in it for you? A lot, actually. Beyond the satisfaction of knowing you gave a hero a great experience, you can also get something for yourself. Donate one ticket, you get into a raffle. Donate more than one ticket, you're guaranteed something back. That can even include tickets to a game or being part of an exclusive interview with a Suns front office person like James Jones. Go to suns.com slash brightside to make your donation now. It only takes a couple of minutes of your time and a few bucks you won't miss out of your pocket. One of the proudest accomplishments of my life is this drive, and I hope it's going to be one of yours. Let's send a thousand heroes to their first game. Join the club. Donate today, sons.com slash brightside. <laughs>